Holds of your mark, podcast show, immoral, tales of a vampire hunter, chapter 7. They left the same way they had arrived, in a hurry, running down Michigan Avenue, despite the danger they were in. Oliver grinned, exaggerated. He liked being with her, holding her hand and watching her bright, her bright red hair stream behind her. Hey, slow down. He pulled her to him. Trying to calm her down with a hug, she remained wide-eyed and pale as death. You can't, seriously. They catch us, they'll kill us. She turned him down the street, in the middle of the sidewalk, with a happy shove of us all around. I don't think so. He drew his, her back into his arms. You don't, you just... She groaned. She finally snowballed into him. Let's at least get a cab. We have them running for the... We will save the money for when we have no choice, deal. Though her tone was reluctant, she agreed, deal. As soon as they were t- safely in the cab, just drive around the city, Oliver told the driver. I know someone, probably the only person who can help us figure things out. But he's in Paris, Miranda said. Of course he is. Nothing you, nothing with you is ever easy, is it? Oliver teased. Rinder's eyes, blue eyes flashed. Hey, this ain't a game. If you don't start acting your, like your arse is on the line, you're going to end up dead. She delivered this message along with a burning pinch on his thigh. What the hell? I got it. He rubbed the singing spot on his leg and glared at her. I know you feel in- invincible because you're right, Ripley, but you're in a in as, da- as much danger as I am. I don't understand why you with me, helping me. And for the record, I don't need help. Yeah, you do. You just don't, don't realise it. You need a passport, Oliver frowned as a thought occurred to him. He was glad he insisted on getting one before he left home. He thought he might travel, but never imagined it would be this way and with a pack of angry vampires on the tail. No problem. My dad made me promise to keep my passport and a locker of O'Hare, just in case I ever thought ever needed to get away in a hurry. I have a little money there too. Smart thinking, Oliver grinned. See, everything's going to work out just fine. So far, you managed to keep one set of heads of your family. For the next several hours at least, we'll be safe and sound on the airplane. He nodded and even managed to smile, little smile. Being with you, I feel like everything actually might be okay. You're not. You're right. No way can you catch up with us now. If you've got to run away, I can think of worse places to go than Paris. Once again, her blue eyes twinkled. Yeah. Your guy. Your your. Yeah. You. Your guy might have been in. Omaha, Oliver said suddenly. She chuckled when she laughed and scooted closer to him, linking her fingers through his... O'Hara Airport, Air France, Oliver told the cab driver. They were good together. He he thought he he helped her relax and not worry so much. And she was showing him that there was a lot more to him than ever thought possible and spurred him to do anything and spurred him to do something about it. At the airport, Oliver brought first-class tickets to the flight to Paris, France, 
After they visited Locker, he took them shopping, buying two small bags that then stuffed with toothbrushes and other necessities. He bought himself two black t-shirts at the chaos, selling scarves, hammered silver jewelry and tie-dyed clothing. He bought her a tethered cotton shirt in shades of pink, peach. She had ditched her panties in the bathroom, preferring nothing to to do day old very nothing to do day old ones. One thing they could find out not find in the airport gift shops was underwear. So are you rich or what? she asked. As they settled in their leather armchairs and as fresh as ocean breeze scented first class cabin, they flipped up the arms armrests to sit closer together. Or what Oliver said, accepting a flute of champagne from the flight attendant. What a brother! A brow. What a brow wrinkle with confusion. I'm not rich. I'm filthy rich. He grinned his rascal grin. Her heart did a little flop flop in her chest. He was so gorgeous, funny, smart, sex, rich, sexy, dangerous. She downed her own glass of champagne like it was a shot of tequila. They, they track your credit cards. They know where we're going. She said, her heart eyes darting to the. Pl- planes opened well she still couldn't shake her worry in the airport she looked over the shoulder so many times at a neck gate we have a decent head start they don't know exactly where we've headed i used one of jonathan's cards to buy our tickets it will take them for a little while to figure that out he grinned again clearly pleased with himself miranda laughed despite her worry oliver had a way of making everything seem so easy so fun he didn't seem worried at all. It might, if they put it together, she she said. He always been a warrior. It was nice being with someone who d- didn't let anything bother him. Someone calm and took control and made everything seem all right. We have, we just have to talk to, to your guy, get out before they catch up to us, she said, covering her hand for his, and squeezing it, giving it a squeeze. Might I get you... Anything else before we take off? The flight attendant leaned in close to Oliver. Jealousy flared in Miranda's chest. Get a grip, she told herself. You only met the guy yet today. We're good, thanks. But after we take off, could you bring us blankets, pillows, more champagne? Of course, you, you wish is my command, she said, never taking her eyes off Oliver. Miranda held back a snarl. The woman had actually battered her eyelids at him. The flight attendant finally closed the door and took her seat. Miranda breathed a sigh of relief. No vampires, no vampire hunters had caught up with them. Then, engines roared as the plane backed out the gate and headed off the runway. We're off, Oliver announced merrily as if they were setting off for a grand tour. Miranda smiled. For the next several day, hours, they would be safe. What didn't she hadn't counted on was what happened when the lights were dimmed. They were tucked into their reclining armchairs, feet nestled closely upon the footrest, but bodies snuggled intimately, intimately together under warm cotton blankets. They had been fed and pampered and talked of nothing serious for several hours. Every time she longed, every time she tried to bring up something serious, Oliver had stopped her. We have plenty of time to worry. How about for now we just get 
to know each other, relax, enjoy the ride. But easier than she had thought. It would be pushing, worrying aside, concentrating nothing more in the moment hand. You told him about the college and her dream of being a writer. What would you write? He asked. Horror in a novel, she grinned. What else? He told her about his upbringing. Private tutors, the secluded lives that were led, his desire to break away from them. They talked about books and music and their mutual addiction to reality TV shows. His conversation went back and forth so naturally, he felt as if they'd known each other all their lives. It had been better than the best date Miranda had ever had. In the hazy lighting, Oliver's eyes looked like, took an amethyst glow. What was this how Ripley's did it? She imagined him seducing one of her kind with his hypnotic eyes as he as he she closed her own. You okay? he asked, reaching out and tucking her wayward strand of her hair behind her ear. Yes, I'm fine. She was tired and horny as hell for him. Her worries had been shelled, and she had to admit it, it felt good. You look tired, he said, easing her hand as over the curve of her hip, nudging her slightly closer. She imagined they were back at home in her bed, safe and sound. Yeah, I guess I am. Maybe I'm a little scared too, she admitted. I won't let anything happen to you. His fingers skirmed her thigh, and her skirt whispered over her bare skin as it eased the hem up. If you... It's you I'm scared of, she whispered, her lips almost blushing his. She bent to her leg, making a tent of a blanket as his fingers parted her and began to move, biting her lip. She kept moaning aloud. She buried her face in the blankets as he stroked her. Back at the hotel, he'd been paying attention, for he knew exactly what to do, exactly what she liked. Only he did it just a bit slower sometimes, teasing her, allowing her pleasure to build up, allowing only to ease her down with gentle caresses. Soon she was begging him softly, Please do it, please. She nuzzled his... He nuzzled his cheek to hers, brushing his lips onto his eyelids as his fingers stroked between her legs. She came, yelping sharply, then groaning, embarrassed, looked at the way on the cabin, seeing plugged, seeming, or plugged in passionately that no one looked their way. Like that, he said, wearing a smile, said he already knew the answer. His eyes were stormy with lust. Yeah, like that, she said, struggling against him. She reached for the bottom of his jeans. His hand stopped her. Not here. No way I could control myself the way you did. He kissed her cheek and smothered a fingertip over her eyebrows till her eyes drifted closed. It was warm and snuggly under the blanket. She was so tired. Sleep, she, he said, as darkness calmed her. He f- she slept and dreamed of Oliver's forbidden kisses. Amanda woke up to the sound of the airplane's seatbelt indicator. Above her, its tiny light flashed. Oliver was already sitting up. He smiled a sleepy, cute smile. His hair was rumpled. There was a shadow of whiskers on his face that made him more handsome. She wanted to kiss someone so badly in her life. Hope you had a pleasant fight. Pleasant fight. Thank you for coming. Thank you for flying with Air France and welcome to Paris. The flight extended slender fingers wrapped around Oliver's arm. I do hope you come with us again sometime. You seem unaffected by the girl's 
dark beauty of flirtatiousness. Thanks, he said, brushing her past her, taking Miranda by the hand and leading her off the plane. She resisted the urge to stick her tongue out of the French chassis. Where to? She, he asked as they walked through the fizzy concourse. Cab, I think. The Eiffel Tower. Tourist sight right off the bat. And there here I thought you were so different, he grinned. Heart fluttered in her chest. Was it that that is it the vampire's allure thing in action? Like a spell they cast, the vandalists had warned her? Or just that he was so sexy, so much fun, even when her world was crashing down all around her? After freshening up in the airport restrooms, they found a taxi stand and held a black one. It sped off through the narrow streets of Paris. Oliver kept his face turned to the sights that flew by them as they made their way round way into the city. First time in Paris, Miranda asked, laughing softly and watching Crane's necks to get a better look at everything they passed. First time anywhere, but but Indiana I like I like nothing um, it's like it's like nothing I imagined. It's so old, beautiful. You can see history on every corner. I love it. My dad had to come here a lot for business. So I sometimes spent whole summers here. A cab left them out by a tree, tree filled tree filled park. Looming over them was the Eiffel Tower, its cut shadow cast lace work patterns over people who walked but all out lones under brightly coloured blankets spread over lush green grass. Where are we going? I was only here once, but I can find it. Miranda turned into a path cutting through the park, lining the streets of old familiar built old buildings familiar to the brownstones in Chicago, but much older. He walked past several cafes, a bakery, and a chocolatier. Miranda stopped at an intricately carved wrought iron gate that she swung open and pushed it. They entered a narrow stone lined passage that carved overhead and spilled them out into a cobblestone courtyard filled with pots overflowing with greenery and red geraniums. Overhead, the sky was startling. Starling blue. This is it. They climbed a narrow stairway. They led to a landing and a pair of imposing doors. Miranda rang the bell. The man opened the door. A shock of red hair exactly shade of Miranda's. He grinned and reached for her, crushing her in the bruising bear hug. Hi, Daddy, she said. Chapter 8. I am Mark Bouchon. And you are? The Frenchman arched a haughty brow, his gaze resting on her, Oliver. Be nice, Daddy, Miranda scolded. Oliver is my, this is my dad. He's a vampire hunter too. Miranda was half half vampire, no way. I'm Oliver Ripley, Ripley. Oliver told, said wearily. Why hadn't she told him before, this before? I know it's bizarre, but he explained why, why better... I know it's bizarre, but he explained way better than I could. Miranda flopped into a large, bouquetted, covered sofa set in the middle of the world-appointed room. Sorry for not calling first, Daddy. I didn't know where else to go. You're the only person I could think could help me. Could help. I like to 
for you to tell another everything, and then I'll catch up on the crazy stuff that's been happening with us, okay? Sewing French doors displayed in breathtaking view of Paris. Sunlight splashed over rich wood floors and loose, luxurious fabrics in shades of white and brown. It was the tranquil environment where Oliver was as anxious as a cat at a dark pound. He followed Mark back to the well-stopped bar and watched him definitely pour dark white-red wine into rotunded glasses. Only when they all held drinks did Mark begin to speak. Yes, I'll explain, though what I have to say will be difficult to understand for our friend. Well, start at the beginning and end at the end. It's the best. He took a deep breath and long sip of wine before continuing. I am a vampire hunter, like your Ripley family. And my dear Veranda is a vampire of sorts. Of sorts. You said she was a vampire hunter too. But that's not possible, I said. No, but it is. You see, before you were born, our race is formed an uneasy alliance. They wanted to crossbreed to create a super race not affected by limits of their kind individually. I know it sounds ludicrous now, but at the time, many thought the idea had merits. Perhaps we could all have eternal life, live without feeding on one another or humans. That's crazy, even if it was possible for uh, hunt, vampire hunters and vampires to mate. Did it occur to anyone that whatever they created might just come back and kill all of you? Oliver frowned. Yes, it occurred to some, Mark nodded, but they didn't stop them, he said his, he said his grave tone, his tone grave. So you tried to breed, but that's impossible. The vampire would die, Oliver said, sitting next to Randall on the coach. Oh, well, the impossible dream is not is often more most tempting, is it not? And modern science is remarkable. We wanted to see what offspring we're capable of. And... Somebody to try and use them to create a vacuum of sorts for all of us, so we found so a way was found. Where do we fit in? Oliver asked, his eyes never leaving Mark Bowen's face. If he was lying, he was doing a fascinating job of it. Your mother's dominated eggs, which were inseminated by vampire and vampire hunter sperm. Alexander was able to have the resulting embo implanted in her womb and carried her body to term. You, Oliver, were born half vampire, half vampire hunter, the first of their kind. I knew it. We are, like ever, Mandra said, grinning as if it was good news. Are you saying we're related somehow? An ice water chill flooded his veins. He thought the way he had spread her legs for him, how he touched her on the plane. I don't know who, who your father is, but I do know it was not someone of the sage bloodline. So you've got that going, you've got not, we've got that going for us. Over the wink to Mando who giggled softly. Why didn't you tell me all this before, Oliver asked, frowning at her. I don't know, how, I didn't know for sure. I thought maybe, but I always thought I was only, I was the only one. Let Daddy tell you the rest, please. She reached his hand reached for his hand. Sage's vampire state made her unable to carry a baby. Miranda, so Sarah was found who what could. Family cared for Miranda until the day so Sage made her daughter a, dark, a, a daughter of darkness on one of the Vandalone clan. Miranda had obviously heard this part before, sat sipping the wine 
with all those heads spun. Mark's story, as crazy as it sounded, made sense in the light of how different Oliver was from the rest of the Ripley's and how different Miranda was from the vampires. Go on, Oliver said. I was one of the ones who thought the plan had merit, but everything changed when I saw my daughter for the first time, with flesh and blood, minus sage, something I ne- had never believed or experienced in my lifetime. I smiled at, he smiled at his daughter. I gave my heart to her instantly. But sage and I agreed it was best with, with, to have Miranda raised from, safe from harm with a normal family. I gave her foster father a job and made sure he had to travel to Paris often. On one of those trips, when I was 16, Mark came to me and told me the truth about who I am and what I am, Miranda said. Man, Oliver couldn't imagine dealing with such a thing as a teenager. He felt a new surge of admiration for Miranda and sorrow all over she'd been all over over all she'd been through. If he knew, if he knew all that, why didn't you protect her? you from Sage, he said scarily. Though I knew that one day Miranda would reclaim her Sage, I thought the decision would be hers to make. After all, some would want the gifts that come, come with being a vampire. So I kept her safe and wanted her to be old enough to learn the truth. Then I told her everything. I offered her a choice, and she had decided not to be, and she had decided not to become a true vampire. I would have helped her escape even from Sage. He showed me pictures, documented proof. Miranda continued that story. Sage came for me when I was twenty. I still hadn't decided what to do, but I didn't fight her. Later, I came to accept I wanted. I wanted it. I wanted to live forever, no matter the cost. I wanted to be one of them. She sounded slightly wistful. Oliver wondered if she regretted her decision now. But it wasn't. But I wasn't like the others. Miranda said, "I was different, and I could stand." Being a daylight like the old ones, I had a reflection, and most of all, I didn't have to drink blood, nor did I want it. I was changed in many ways. I didn't have to sleep or eat, though I had everything I wanted without gaining a pound. I could run forever and never get tired. I was a vampire of sorts, but like my, dad's, like my dad said, I might live forever, yet I was not like the rest of them because of Mark. I knew why. I knew I was half vampire hunter and half vampire. I thought I was all alone until I talked to you in the club after you killed Kosaya. When I felt what you were, what you you were like me, I had to talk to you. There was no other reason. There has to be reasons. Our lives cross paths. I mean, what are the odds? Oliver silent, his gaze searching eyes at hers. She seemed, she too seemed to be telling the truth, or at least the truth as she believed it to be. It's a lot to absorb, Mark said, pouring them all over the glass. Oh, another glass of wine. I hope you've got, I've got a lot more of that, Oliver said, trying to absorb everything he'd been told. He says he could mind finding Mark's story always impossible to accept. But of course I'm French, Mark laughed. I'll have an entire cellar full. Miranda laughed too, as the tension left the room. She hadn't known what Oliver thought about his father's ridiculous sounding tale but she admired the way he seemed to take everything he's tried under certain senses everything things were going well 
Oliver's every move still made her want to pounce on him, and the feeling was mutual. Even now, she knew what he... She, he knew what she was. He radiated sexual desire. Every time their eyes met, she thought how he touched her on the airplane, how she spread herself in the front of him with absolute confidence and joy at the hotel. She never felt that way with any other guy. They really were like Romeo and Juliet, star-crossed lovers. His thoughts splintered as the doorbell sounded. She blushed as the visitors came. Could see her as a... As if the visitor, the visitor could see a let's various faults. Are you expecting someone? Oliver's rose and sofa, looking ready to take anyone who dared come into Dad's house. Yes, it's all right, Mark. Walked across the room and opened the door. Sage, Mum couldn't believe. Miranda couldn't believe her eye. Believe her mother was there. All places she never told her of their relationship with father. She always hoped her mother would bring would bring it up suspicious of her when she when she didn't, but finding nothing else to fault her for. Love Mark opened the door and enfolded the small dark haired woman in his arms. How do you know where to find us, Miranda asked? I'm sure she could trust the vampire. Always been kind to her yet who had sent assassins after them. Chicago, we knew you'd come here. She came to help. Well, said she can help by calling off her killers, Oliver Ground. I wish it was that simple, Oliver. There are others involved, Sage sighed. Daddy told him, Daddy told him everything, Mona said. Then you know that Mark and I only want to help each other but help both our kind. Others had evil motives. They do not care about either of you and still don't. They do fear you, however. Fear us. We're not like the rest of them. We don't have the power either of the power of either we we don't have the power either of you your kind has Oliver said. No, but yet but together you can manifest a power so strong you could wipe out Ripley, Vandella and more like them if you used it. You were in danger. Many want you dead. Great. Can't, thanks for coming. I feel much better. Oliver said, his lips twisted into a wild smile. You said you could, you could, we could possess that power. Do you mean maybe we don't? Amanda asked, a flare of hope sparking to life. Yes, it's also possible you don't. You both die unable to do, hold back your darker selves. My face said, maybe you will have the ability to move other abilities forever. Now that will be something. That's the problem. No one knows what you're capable of. Some still want to find out. Others, they want to dominate others. But you, but Others want they to find, want they they're fine to dominate others to help themselves. Others want just want to kill you both. Some of us know what folly that it was, and they want to protect you. We have a funny way of showing doing things. Oliver said, "I'm sorry I, t- I had to tell you that, that your mother leaves." I'm sorry to tell you. 
that your mother leads those who would try to use your to destroy our <coughs> heart, said. <coughs> and Willow paled at words. <coughs> he broke Manny's heart, seeing the face pain on his face. <coughs> You have a funny way of doing things, trying to do that, Oliver said. I'm trying to tell you that your mother leaves those who try to use you to destroy others, Mark said. Oliver paled at his words. It broke Miranda's heart, seeing the pain on his face. It said he hadn't gone along with a plan to track you down, sending as Andrew's menrins in the wrong direction, alerting me. You wouldn't have this joy, this window of time we're enjoying. You wouldn't have this time, of, this window of time we are enjoying. She, she put herself in terrible danger to help you, Mark said. Danger? And you say, why? Amanda's stomach flipped, flopped. He lied, you see. We, we bribed the doctor to say that you died at birth. There are others, and some, lo- and some losses had to be expected, so your story is never questioned. Man was given to foster parents and sage disappeared for a time. No one had any reason to doubt the experiment failed. You don't know about they don't know about you, Oliver, until now, Mark said. The news of your existence has rocked both vampire and vampire hunters' worlds. They want to hunt the two of you down. Lines have been drawn. Sage's eyes filled with tears. Marilyn hugged her close, startled at how fragile she seemed. What happened to the other babies over was frowning again? They were all murdered before they left the hospital. No one ever claimed to hear in his deed, but some, but some of those who stalked you certainly were involved, Mark said. Why didn't anyone tell know about me? Your mother lied too, Sage said. At first I thought out of love for a child, but now I'm not so sure. So what now, Oliver asked. You must you need to run fast and far away. Your money and credit cards are no good now. I will give you enough money to get you anywhere you want to go. You need to think carefully about all you we told you. Mark linked his fingers to Sage, led her to the, the led her to the overstuffed couches. Concern etched Mark's face as Sage met, sat next to Renda. Watching the two of them, Miranda realised they were in love, and wondered why, wondered why neither had ever told her. She understood that Sage's love for her father must be why she had gone along with the experiment, and why she had jumped at the opportunity to have a child with a man she loved, but could never be with. Some day, when this is all behind them, she hoped that you could tell. They hoped they could tell her the, the story. I wanted you to have the choices you have now. You are loved, whatever the, whatever you are and whatever you decide. More than anything, I want you to know that I felt, I never felt I could tell you any of this because I wanted to protect you. I'm so sorry that you had to learn everything this way, but happy to aim to claim that you are as real, you claims you as my real daughter. I finally tell you the truth. Sage embraced Miranda and began to cry. Your mother and I both love you, want you, and that was probably our biggest sin and greatest joy. They walked until the sun began to set. By then, Miranda was yawning and dreaming of a hot bath and deep sleep. Anger she had felt towards Sage was no longer was long gone. As they prepared to leave, she glanced across. 
had quite Oliver, especially in his cloak. Miranda was had an idea, no idea of his angry confusion. They were all crazy. You have to change your names, your appearances frequently. Never stay in one place for too long, Mark said, passing Oliver a small bag. He told them contained passports, money, a lot of money. Sounds like fun, Oliver's mouth stated, slanted a familiar scampish grin. Mark scowled, it's essential, don't ever forget the danger you're in, never use your real names, your formal accounts, or any kind of, of any kind, your social security numbers, tomorrow your flights, to please, you are Randy Oliver and Claire Alexander, your tickets are in the bag, Jane Cover is not wise, but I can see the attraction between you and I doubt we'll be successful in talking you into separating. Amanda looked at Oliver and shook her head. I'm not going I'm not going anywhere without him. Same here, Oliver reached for her hand. Oliver felt a warm goodness in her belly as Oliver pulled her closer. What about you two? Where you go, she loved her odd bill family. And now she might never see them again. Don't worry. I'll keep her safe. And if there is a way, we'll be all be together again, Mark promised. Thank you, Miranda. Tried to be strong and brave. She gave her parents one last hug. Inside her heart ate and her insides quivered for all the fear from, for them all. Oliver squeezed her hand. She was grateful for his comforting, calm presence. If, he hadn't been, if they hadn't been all vampires and vampire hunters out for blood, and evil mothers trying to kill people, she loved. She would have been a touching. It would have been a touching scene. It was the first time she ever brought a boy home to meet her parents. It was the first time she had loved anyone. She shivered, thinking of the long night before them in the most romantic city in the world. Just what? What did one do for fun in Paris with a sexy guy? A night that might end with your your death.